0: Hi friends, it's Kayla Moran and welcome back to the Let's Get Canted podcast. Happy Thursday. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever day or time you're listening. I'm so excited to be back with you guys today. How is everybody doing? How is everyone's Thanksgiving? Hope everyone had a good long weekend, got some good family time in, some good relaxation time in, get some good food in, maybe some shopping there too. Really fast before we jump into the episode, I want to do my suck and sweet of the week. I'm back in Knoxville now, it's finals week, so, you know, back to the grind, but, you know, we're gonna make it, almost there, a few more months, and then this will all be worth it. So that's my suck of the week, and... My sweet of the week is that I went back to therapy this week and I'm really excited to, yeah, I'm really excited to be back in therapy, but I'm really excited to go back into this healing journey and just continue to evolve and grow and heal and move forward and be the best version of myself um, that I can be because I'm, I had taken a pause from therapy for a little while, but I just realized the last two weeks that, you know, I, I needed to go back and there was still a lot more healing I had to do, I think, while I'm still in Knoxville and while I'm still, you know, not fully immersed in my adult life um, and truly dating because, you know, I'm on dating apps and we can talk about that in a future episode. Um, but, you know, it's hard to date people when I'm on in Knoxville and dating people in Miami on an app so this is a good time for me to really embrace the growth and the healing before I'm back home and just surrounded by family and friends and all that Miami has to offer um but yeah so that's my suite of the week I went back to therapy I am excited to be doing TikTok vlogmas I'm going to be doing one TikTok and reel a day for the month of December so that's gonna be a challenge to get that much content but also really challenge myself to share more with you guys because I share a lot on stories but I don't always share the behind the scenes of what I'm really doing every day I just share like little snippets of it and I'm usually telling you what I'm doing but I'm not showing you so it'll be a good challenge um we're doing it at work and we're doing it in the Rella community And I'm also doing it with a few of my friends that I've made on social media and speaking of friends I've made on social media today's guest is Emily Sobel. She is a influencer content creator. She has her own agency She is an artist fashionista so many things she does it all and she is just so much fun to Follow and connect with and i'm really happy that I got to have her on the podcast and it's a running theme, but the audio in this episode isn't perfect because she was driving down to Key West, so she was in a car the entire time we were recording this. Um, and I, it's a testament to her for you know sticking to the time that we had said and recording even though she was in a moving vehicle and the audio cut in and out a few times. But you know, still a really great episode. A lot of advice and tips for you guys. So wanted to still share this one with you guys and we'll definitely do a part two and a part like 500 because there's just so much I can talk about with her but also the audio is spotty because while the intros and outros now are on a mic these are still the beginning episodes that I ever recorded um, when I first started the podcast two months ago so this is just my computer and you know not great audio quality but soon enough the episodes recorded on a mic will begin Um, And it's just another testament to my community that I've built on social media, really supporting me and believing in me and creating this platform and wanting to record with me when I still didn't really know what I was doing. I mean, I still don't really know what I'm doing, but I'm learning every episode and I hope that you guys are appreciative of that and enjoying them. I've done this intro 500 times now and there's like weird noises going on in the back of the recording, but... There's just so much going on in the apartment right now, and like the complex, so I really truly apologize for the bad audio. One day I will get that fixed, but you know, it's a learning curve. But also funny that this guest is on this week because she went to art school, which you'll learn all about, but it's also Art Basel this week in Miami Beach, which is a really fun art and fashion event that goes on, mainly art, but fashion is a big part of it too. Um, That happens every year in Miami Beach and I used to perform at it when I was in like high school at my dance studio and I can't wait to be back in Miami for events and all of that as an influencer when I move home and be able to attend our Basel. But we talk a little bit about it in the episode so I just thought that was funny. Um, But yeah, sorry for the long and rambling intro. I will let you guys go but just wanted to introduce... Emily introduce the episode and give you guys a little update because there's been so much going on and I can't wait to share what comes next a little teaser of a few topics to come and maybe a few guests or two if you see what I post on stories all day but anyway without further ado meet Emily. Hi Emily how are you? Hi I'm good how are you? I'm good so I'm so excited to have you on you are such a like I don't know to me I think like I look at your feet I'm like iconic like doing so many things like powerhouse and like the Miami like influencer like community so I want to talk about like going back like where are you from how did you grow up where'd you grow up what school did you go to like how did it all start for you
1: Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. Um, I am born and raised in Miami. I grew up in Miami. I've been in Miami my whole life. Um, I've been kind of artistic my whole life. So like the energy you see on my feed has been like very much me since I can remember. Um, I went to Savannah College of Art and Design in Savannah for college, and I have a degree in fashion marketing. And I've always been in like the art world. I went to an art magnet high school where I painted and I kind of realized from a very, I went to country day in Miami shores. Yeah. So I built my portfolio out and kind of just realized early on that art was the move for me, not so much like math or science or anything. And my parents let me embrace that. And I ended up at SCAD and when I was at school, that's when Instagram came out, it was launched like my sophomore year. And I had started a blog this same year. And that's just kind of like what led me onto the world of like digital marketing and how I built my career in it and ended up where I am today.
0: That's so cool. I like every, I keep meeting people or like learning about people that did like fashion marketing or like luxury marketing or like, like those like textiles and like like shop buying and like all of that stuff and I think that's so cool like I wish I would have known that that was like a career because I would all like I'm glad I kept law school that I was always going to be part of the plan but like I would have loved to have a more fun major because you can go to law school with anything so I think that is so cool and yeah I knew you're yeah. like the art world um I, I love that I love like your Art Basil pictures I went really back on the feed to see Thank you I love yeah, that.
1: I I art is art is my number one, but the cool thing about like the mar- fashion marketing degree at least where I went to school is like it doesn't limit you to one like make degree and decide like you're going to be x y and z. Like you really get to dip your feet into a whole bunch of things that are in that world of fashion marketing. So whether you want to pursue a career in fashion buying, if you want to be a market editor, like I went into school thinking I was going to go work in magazines and be a market editor at magazines. And I interned at Harper's Bazaar in 17 and quickly realized like maybe this wasn't the path for me, but my degree still like made me realize, okay, like marketing, social media marketing, digital marketing, fashion, I can still be creative and like pay attention to trends. So it's cool because it really is like a 360 kind of degree where like it doesn't limit you to like one type of thing, which is why it was perfect for me.
0: Yeah, I love that. And it, it says so much about you too, that you took a degree that. Most people would pigeonhole and like looked at all the opportunities that it could open up for you and like open doors. And I did see that you interned at Harper's Bazaar and like you lived in New York City after college. And I want to talk a little bit more about SCAD and like maybe not so much the application process, because it probably has changed and like the way everything has changed with Zoom and everything now. But what's it like to go to a quote unquote art school and move away from home for college? And like we were talking about that off air, like what, like how important that is. And then moving. From from Miami to Savannah, then Savannah to New York City, like all the different like changes and like growth, and like what's that really like? in interning at Harper's Bazaar in seventeen and working with magazines and people like that, what's that really like?
1: Yeah, so I have always known I wanted to go to art school. Like I applied to five schools; they were all art schools. I think I applied to like three in New York and maybe one obviously one in Savannah and then I forgot what the other one was but I had always known that like I was ready to leave Miami and like kind of pursue like quote unquote bigger and better things just because like early on I knew that like fashion was something I liked you know like I grew up with the Olsen twins and Hilary Duff and I would put I would cut out pictures in magazines and put them in my closet of like Kate Hudson in her boho phase and I think I just quickly realized that I could do this for a living. And first I wanted to be a stylist and then magazines. And, um, so I actually didn't get into FIT because I have really bad math grades in high school. I was not like a lazy student, but I'm, I'm the same way today. Like, I just like, I know what I'm good at and I focus on that. And like, if like, I can't, if I don't like math, like I'm just never going to like math. And that's totally
0: so- fine. I'm the same way.
1: And I mean, I had to do what I had to do and like SCAD had math classes, which were like obviously a struggle for me, but I knew right away that I was never going to be a fashion buyer, which was okay with me, but, um, I didn't get into FIT. I thought I was going to FIT. I thought I was going to New York and I was devastated. And my parents were really big on me going to Savannah because my family's from Georgia. So like, it was like close enough to home where like, if I didn't like it, I would have a support system and. Like I had told you off, off air, I think it's so important for everyone to like live in the South, at least like one point in their life, whether it's like for six months or a year or a few years. So my parents had felt that way. So they sent me to Savannah. I went kicking and screaming and it ended up being like the best experience ever, mostly because the art school environment was really necessary for me because I like, I can be very lazy if I don't like something, but if I'm surrounded by people who are also passionate about weird things like painting or styling or photography or whatever, it helps me. And like, I like working with people like that. And SCAD is totally that type of environment. Instead of taking tests, you're putting group projects. If you have to like design a garment, you have to work with photography students and all these other types of students. And like create whatever, like a window and a store, whatever that happens, whatever you want to do with that. So yeah, the art thing, like I had always known was my path, the New York thing. I actually never lived in New York. Like I wouldn't say I lived there. I spent every summer there. So in college I knew like, okay, I was going to school in a small town in Savannah. So instead of going abroad, instead of going to football games, I'm going to go to New York every summer. And whenever I have a long break and SCAD gives you like six weeks Winter and like three months over the summer. So, right out of high school, before I went to SCAD, I got an internship in New York. My best friend's parents had a place there we could stay, and we kind of just kept with that every summer. So, I started out a jewelry play, a jewelry designer who we found on Shopbop. I reached out to her, cold calling, emailing her pre social media, got an internship there, no pay there were no Google maps or anything. Like I got lost on the subway. I freaked out. I was like a 17 year old loser. And then I fell in love with New York. I wanted to be in that world (laughs) a little bit. So then I went and worked at 17 magazine and then I worked at Harper's Bazaar and quickly realized that like maybe New York wasn't for me because the job that I wanted was Um, not unattainable, but you know, like I didn't want my parents to have to support me for the rest of my life. I was kind of realizing I liked Miami and the world was changing and marketing and all of that. So after college, I gave myself like six months to get a job in Miami. Otherwise I would have gone to New York and I ended up getting a job at a social media agency in Miami and the rest is history. I have not gone back to New York to work since. And I don't regret it one bit. Like, you know, Miami is the best place ever. (laughs) Yeah.
0: No, I, literally we were talking about this before too. Like I realized that I thought I wanted to go leave Miami and I wanted to probably work in like Nashville or Charlotte or like somewhere else. And that's why I came to school up here, part of it. And then I realized like quickly, nope, like I'm a Miami girl through and through like Miami's changing. Exactly. The world is changing. Like I'm changing, like maybe it's not like, I'm not 17 anymore. Like, you know, now I'm an adult. Like I can like enjoy what Miami really has to offer. And like, no, it's not just South beach, but like there's more to Miami than that. Then now I can explore cause I have money and like people to do it with. And like, I, I don't answer to anybody. but yeah. know, like that was like, I, I that realization came for me too. So, so special. So yeah. So you started Instagram in college, you started your blog in college. Talk about your blog, like which, which one came first and like like them two working together to grow you together. Do you still use
1: your blog today? Yeah, I know it's
0: called school. Yeah. Oh my Soul God. And so I, love I that. started a
1: blog when I was in school. It was called must love shoes because I've always, I'm like obsessed with shoes. I don't know if you've ever seen this movie. It's called in her shoes. It's with Cameron Diaz and Tony Collette. I saw that really young or a formative age. I would say there's a part where Cameron Diaz walks into her closet and she's like, why do you have all of these shoes if you don't wear them? She's like, whenever I'm feeling like shit, food makes me fat, clothes don't look good, but shoes always fit. And I was like, wow, that is the mentality. Like I related to that. So I started a blog. I think this woman had written a book called must love shoes. And she sent me like a really mean email, like six months in and was like, you need to change the name. I own the rights, blah, blah, blah. So it was this whole mess. Did she actually? Because yeah, we can it look that up. traumatizing. I know. Please. My dad, the lawyer, I called him immediately crying. I'll never forget. But long story short, I grew up in like in my early teens. I was obsessed with like Man Repeller and Cupcakes and Cashmere and all those like cute girly blogs that like I used to check on a regular basis every day. There were my bookmark tabs. And because I was in fashion school and I was creating so much awesome portfolio content, I was like. I want to do this, like I can do this. I can totally start a blog. And I kind of went into it as like just a fun little side project for me. I knew it would be helpful when I was a senior for my portfolio. And I don't know, I just wanted to do it. So I started a blog and I was at SCAD. So all of my friends were photographers who had assignments. So I'd be like, okay, you have to shoot this, let's do this together. So that was like my intro into collaborating. So as the blog, I continued it. And like, if you, I can't, I need to delete my old website. Honestly, it's so cringy, but I'm also very proud of it because I was very consistent with it. You know, I would post three times. And it shows growth. Yeah. And it was my, it was my thing. Like I wasn't making money from it. It was just pure fun for me. And my little creative outlet. And I stand by this today. Like, I think it's important to work and make money, but like everyone should do like something, whether it's like a side hustle, a hobby, whatever, and you have something for yourself. So like, that's kind of how that started. And then Instagram came out and it was just like a silly, I I don't think anyone really understood what it was or like the gravity of what it would end up being. But I basically, when I interned at 17, It was 10 of us interns and a lot of them are still of my good friends today. And I knew one of the editors previously because they had done a shoot in Miami and had casted me and, um, they put me on their Instagram because it was 4th of July and I was wearing like cool 4th of July converse and like a sweater. They put me on their Instagram and I got like 2000 followers and I was like, what? And, and that was like how my growth started. And I kind of just realized from then on out, like if I post my outfit pictures, if I, if I show off what I'm doing. Um, my Instagram will grow, and it eventually did. That's like really the gist of how it all started. I, my Instagram, like it's the craziest thing to me about the world we live in today is that girls are waking up and being like, "I want to grow up and be an influencer." I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I just think it's this—it's crazy to me that a that's a career opportunity and b like teen girls and young girls like that's what they want to be like it used to be I want to grow up and be a vet in an astronaut now it's like literally like I want to be an Instagram model and I think that's amazing I think there's amazing opportunities I also think there's a very toxic part to it but that's a whole other different conversation but my point is is like I didn't go into Instagram thinking like I'm gonna have a million followers and get all this money like
0: and I think that makes such a big difference I do want to have like part conversation, maybe a part two or part 500. Cause we can talk forever, but I think that's so special like or important. What you just said that, like, yeah, you can wake up and it be a career now, but like the end of the day, like it's, you can make a lot of money on it, but if you don't love what you're doing, you don't generally love it. One, your audience is going to yeah. know. And two, it's just, it's going to be hard for you. I think it's the people who started, you know, 10, even up to three years ago when I started Doing it because they genuinely loved it not knowing that it could be a thing
1: like that it yeah that it can be mon- i know i think now i embrace it and i support those dreams just because of the opportunities that i've gotten and the people i've met like it wouldn't none of that would have happened without instagram so like I'm happy with that, but like there's certain things that like I'll never ever ever post on social media. Like I don't need my followers to know who I'm dating, like little things like that are just mine and are sacred at this point. And that's okay. You know, like my Instagram is like this silly, weird, colorful place. And yeah, like I work with brands and it's like sometimes I laugh at myself, but at the end of the day, like I just got to go to ACL because of my Instagram and like I would have never done something like that before and I that's what I love about it and that's what I appreciate about it and I hope that's what people appreciate too not like the likes and the followers because honestly I don't I don't care about that
0: I'm single right now and like when that day comes like I joke that like no one will know like who I'm marrying until the day I marry and like I'll, post, I'll post wedding content but like me
1: I say the same thing I know <laughs> Unless the ring is the size of my face, he's not allowed on my Instagram. <laughs> um, no, but I love that. That's
0: so true. And I, and you brought up working with brands, like, and I think that's something I wanted to talk about because you've worked with some really, really cool brands. I want to ask what of your like top three or five favorite brands that you've ever worked oh my with? God. And There's- how do you, how do you, how do you work with brands? How have you worked with the these amazing brands that you do, like, do you pitch them? Do they come to you? Do you have management? Like talk about the business aspect of it a little bit. So
1: I've been very lucky where I have really not pitched myself whatsoever, unless like I'm going on a trip with friends. And like, I know like someone who like, like, let's say, okay, we're going to Key West this weekend. And my friend works, does the marketing for a hotel. Then like I'll email them. But other than that, a lot of it has come to me. But with that said, like I have put in a lot of work on the sidelines. I moved to Miami at 22. And I was like, okay, if I'm moving back home, like I need to take this seriously. And like my friend, Jordan, his friend, John would always joke that we would go to the, we would go to the opening of an envelope because we would literally go to every event we got invited to. Now we're more selective because we've worked hard to like have that kind of attitude. But please, when we were in our early twenties, like every single night we were bopping around to like the worst events, the best events, the silliest events, just to kind of like Show face, introduce ourselves, make sure people knew who we were and they liked us as people, as friends. And it kind of just opened a lot of doors. And you quickly realize, like, at least in the Miami industry, like, everyone's cool. Everyone's your age. Like, some of my closest friends are publicists who sent me an email to an event in 2014. Like, little things like that. And um, I really think that's the key to success, like just being a nice person, networking your ass off and showing up and being reliable. Because I'll tell you right now across the board, it's the people who say they're going to do things and they don't show up. The people who don't answer their emails except for when they need things, like those are the people that no one likes. And that's that's when like influencers get mocked or like people don't like them because they're just like assholes who are too good for everyone else. So um, that's kind of how I... I've, I guess that's how it's happened. Like I went to Thailand with a brand and like, I put in work for two years with that brand, you know, like I went to their event, I spoke on a panel, like, so when they invited me to Thailand, obviously it was amazing and such an honor, but like, I also feel like I earned that, you know, like I had a close relationship with that brand. They knew who I was as a person and as a professional. And I think that speech says a lot and that's how it's 100%. happened. And then the best, I mean, I've done a lot of cool things. I'm so lucky. I got, I've I worked with Southwest Airlines. They've sent us to Napa for a music festival. Um, Thailand was obviously like, sometimes I wake up, I'm like, is that real? Like, why was I invited? I was
0: looking at that <laughs> this morning and I was like, OMG. No, you worked with some really cool brands. I love that. And we were talking before too about like the entitlement. I don't want to say entitlement culture, but it kind of is within the influencer world. And like, it's showing face, networking like having your reputation says so much about you like how you present yourself to the world and like what people perceive you as like perception is such a big deal and like yeah man
1: you gotta be a nice person like that's just like the number one thing I know I have my bad moods and my bad days but like in, in real life you cannot be an asshole you know everyone has their shit everyone's working everyone's trying to do their jobs like when these publicists are counting on people to show up to their events and no one shows up like that sucks, you know, like you have to think about like what they're having to deal with and who they're having to answer to. And like, if you're hosting an event as an influencer, like what if people don't show up to support you? Like it goes both ways. So yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I think it's a very easy mentality. It's crazy to me that people like, don't think like that. Cause I'm like, wait, what, like, what are you doing? That's so important. Sleeping, bitching on Twitter. Like,
0: uh, yeah, no, I agree. And, and it's, It's like they always, you know, growing up, they treat others the way you want to be treated. If you don't show up for your plans or things that you've committed to, or like the people that are providing you these opportunities, when you want something, they're not going to be there for you. So you exactly,
1: and you never know. Like PR is very, very they uh, change. It just moves very quickly. Like girls go from PR agency to PR agency. They eventually open their own. They eventually meet people. And like if you burn one bridge, just like we said, like please. I have blacklists of people because they didn't answer an email five years ago. Like I'll forgive, but I won't forget. I'm not wasting my time. Oh, 100%. <laughs>
0: yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned a little bit about traveling. And so you do a lot of traveling. I don't like personally with your family, with your friends, but also for business. So what is it like to travel with a brand, like going to Napa or going to Thailand or even like local, like little like events where you staycations, like what's it really like working with these brands and going on like staycations and like trips with them and oh my god it's amazing I
1: I love to travel personally um I've always my whole life I've always wanted to find a way to like find a find a way to travel and still work at the same time so honestly, just as most people, like after COVID, I was like, I'm never saying no to anything again. Like if an opportunity comes my way, unless like I, it's an emergency or I have a previous commitment, like I'm not saying no. So, um, I got the travel bug from my parents and I've just kind of figured out how to monetize it, I guess is the best way to put it. Or like, to like, take advantage of the situation, whether it's like, we're going somewhere and, I can expense a dinner or it's like a work trip. I mean, I love traveling with brands because I meet a lot of people who are kind of similar to me or working in the same world. And I I think it's a really, really great way to like meet face-to-face with a brand and see the people behind it. So like, you know, the people who are posting to Instagram, shooting the content you learn about whatever products they're asking you to promote from like a very personal level, which I think says a lot, like I focus a lot on skincare and beauty. And like one thing I always say, especially when a brand works, wants to work with me on something, if they're launching a moisturizer, okay, that's great. And obviously a paycheck is great, but like, I'm not going to promote a moisturizer I've used once, or I've like patch tests, like moisturizer is a very personal skincare product. And unless someone's been using it for more than two weeks, like How do you know it's not going to give you a rash? How do you know it doesn't look good on people with certain skin tones, like little things like that. So I like to meet face to face with brands and go to events because you get to ask all these questions. You get to experience it and take it home and try it out for yourself and then realize like, oh shit, like I actually know, use and love this product. Like now I'm actually qualified to place and put an ad on it because like I actually have a good real experience versus these bitches who every day they're using a different face wash I'm like you cannot use a different face wash every day like no dermatologist would ever recommend and if you really are and then we're believing people on Instagram
0: and if you really are doing that you're probably using a filter to cover up the rash line
1: yeah or like you have perfect skin like all the glossier models who like are also not real people I it's just it's a Instagram can be a really silly world so like I guess the brand part of it and like going to events and going on trips, like helps it become more real and more genuine and like an actual part of my life, you know? Cause at the end of the day, like my brand is me. So like, if I like something, I think people assume that it's in my bathroom, it's in my makeup bag. Like I'm actually using it. I didn't just get it in the mail and then gave it away to friends, you know? Yeah.
0: I love that. And I think, again, it goes back to networking and like being nice and like building relationships and getting to experience the brand, the products, a new place, or even a place you already know and love in a new way. Like, and the meeting people and like, just experiences. Like, I love that. I cannot wait to move back to Miami and like start going to events. I went to a few swim week events this summer and I was like, okay, like I cannot Mm -hmm. wait to like do this more. Like this is so cool. And like, just meeting like the PR people and the publicists and like the,
1: the, the energy energy is amazing.
0: yeah, like That to me is so cool. And like, I know we're almost out of time just because you got to go, but I want to talk a little bit about you have your own, like, this is obviously a business. We also have your own like consulting business. So what, Yeah, like, what, like, how did you start it? Why did you start
1: it? Like, talk about your, your consulting side. Okay, so I was at a social media and digital marketing agency for six years pre-pandemic and um, literally like a few months before the pandemic hit, I was ready to leave and, you know move forward. We had begun working with influencer on influencer campaigns for our clients. and I was really involved with that and I quickly realized that. Not only did I like doing that, but I was good at it because I understood it from a personal and professional basis. So my clients were always happy and I just really enjoyed doing it as work. So I took a job for this local modeling agency called the Green Agency and helped them open up their influencer management department. So I signed like 34 influencers, mostly in Miami, some in New York and LA.
0: to, I I pitched them like, hey, I want to do this. Like I'm in law school. Can I work with you over the summer? Two summers ago and I sent my res. They asked for my resume. I sent it and then I never heard back. So that's really funny, but continue.
1: Oh, no way. So uh, there's been a lot of changes. Like, so, um, I basically went there, opened up the influencer department and then COVID hit. And I kind of realized that doing that full-time wasn't necessarily for me. And I would get more like consulting outreach. So like friends of friends would refer me to their publicist friends who were throwing a party in Miami and like, they needed recommendations for like who to work with, who to invite kind of thing. So I quickly got involved in the consulting world. And then like my Instagram started taking off a little more and I just honestly needed to get smarter. So like halfway through the pandemic, I was with my dad, he's a lawyer. And I was like, dad, like I got to be smart for tax purposes. And I need to get a little organized because I'm doing 75, 75 percent of my income is like my personal work. Like it's a business. So I, Um, basically created my business, Emily Silva Media. And so it just could be like an umbrella of everything I do. So I still consult and work with the green agency. So like I work with their talent and then like help with castings and sign new faces, because I think it kind of all goes full circle in this kind of world. And then like, I'll pitch um, opportunities. So like, if I get an opportunity with, let's say Primark, I'll tell the Primark team, like, I love working with you guys. I'm sure you're looking for new faces or reliable, hardworking content creators. Let me help you. And then I'll intro them to my green agency girls. So, you know, at the end of the day, I like to say like, my job is just trying to make the influencer space a better place because I've heard it from way too many people way too many colleagues that these influencers are unreliable pictures when they said they were shooting high-res photography their engagement was low they posted it was like all these little things where i'm like forget about all those people here's a list of people who are not only going to answer your emails and show up but like also create beautiful content at your going to repurpose. They have very engaged audiences and, um, that's just kind of how it happens. So my consulting agency has been awesome. I've been working with a lot of brands. I mean, Miami has become such a hot spot that a lot of New York and LA yeah. people are coming here. And because of my networking over the years, I've been really lucky to get a lot of referrals. So we have some really cool brands coming to Miami and they've been hiring me as their Miami consultant. And I love it because I feel like I was already doing this, but I wasn't getting compensated. And now like I get to do this on a bigger level and work with brands that I've been following on Instagram for so long. Um, Smirnoff just had a party in Miami and they helped, they had me help with the guest list. And like, I get to invite my friends. I get to make the clients happy. So yeah, it's been, it's been awesome. And I get to do it from anywhere, you know, like I don't have to be in an office from nine to five. I can be in the car on a road trip and get all my work done you know yeah
0: I love that and again it goes back to like if you love what you do and like you're passionate about it find a way to make it a business and like you said like you were doing it forever found out a way to be compensated for and now it's another umbrella of the Emily Sobel brand which I love yeah something that I've talked about with my dad he's not a lawyer but he works with a lot of lawyers and he's a banker and he does like commercial loans so he's very familiar with like marketing and branding and like all of that and like he also, they love seeing me happy. So he's like, how can I help you? I'm like, you're my brand manager. Like you're my business manager. Like you're everything. While well, like, I don't yeah. outsource that right now. So that, <laughs> I uh, love
1: that.
0: Like, he's like, he's the one that told me to start a blog. Actually, funny enough. Like, oh, that's and awesome. He's like, your name, Kayla Moran is your brand. Like that. I, and like here, any,
1: he, it's, it's a good, strong name. Yeah. He
0: reads articles.
1: My middle name is Kayla. Isn't that funny? <laughs>
0: Love that. Um, and I love the name, the way you spell Emily, or well, I guess your parents spell Emily. Thank but you. no,
1: I changed it. They did not spell it like that.
0: <laughs>
1: That's not my parents don't get credit for that. <laughs> That's
0: funny. I would do the same thing. I always I don't have a middle name and I don't plan to take anyone's name when I get married. Like Kayla is a strong name. It's same. a strong brand. And like my dad will get an article and is like personal branding. Like, you're doing really good at building your brand. Like this might be able to help you, or here's another tip. And it's like I love too that like my friends, my coworkers, my colleagues, my professors, the dean of the law. So like everyone sees what I'm doing and like, they love it and they're supporting it and they get it. I'm like, okay, like one, it's validating but Two, It's like, I know this is what I meant to do and like finding what you love and finding a way to make it work for you and make it your passion and just be able to be paid for and build a business and like a live off of it, doing what you love and like having fun. Like, I think that's so special. I love that, you know, yeah. it It all full circle for you too so before we go I wanted to talk really fast like we'll definitely have you on another time but what's next for you so you said your your business is growing like your personal brand is growing your consulting business is a part of your brand is growing like a lot of big things coming for Miami down the road like what what's next for you
1: uh, I think about this every day I have no idea I'm kind of going with the flow at the moment and trying to like just going with the flow and trying to just like be day by day. I think that COVID has taught us anything like man plans, God laughs, like you can make plans for next week and then, you know, like they're going to shut everything down again. So I've really just been day by day trying to appreciate my work, stay busy and stay productive. And hopefully I'll get more clients and more events. We'll see. We'll see right now. I'm at a really, in a really good place. So I haven't really thought about like the next five years, obviously I hope my business gets bigger and I can hire more people to help me and I can continue to stay creative. That's really why I've kept my Instagram and I continue to do my Instagram because it's still maintain like the creative outlet that I need. And I hope it continues.
0: <laughs> I love it. And it's, as we were talking about this offer too, like I would obviously going to use my legal degree and I want to pursue a business side, but I will always have my own platforms as well because it is my, yeah. outlet and you, you more than me, but I was a dancer growing up. So I am slightly creative, oh, you're awesome. definitely more artsy and like creative than I ever was. Like that's, that's in you, that's in your blood. It's what you're passionate about. It's what you love. So it's special being able to have both the business mindset and the creative outlet that
1: both yeah support you. And that's so. Yeah. And not to be cheesy, but like, I believe that too. Like my dad says the same thing. It's like, if you love your job, you really won't ever work, you know, like it's fun. Like, but like, I, For me, like my biggest pet peeve is when people complain about things they don't like their job, they're not happy, like, okay, then change it. You know, like life's too short, man. Yeah. You know, like I get everyone has different circumstances and privilege gets taught it brought into the picture. But at the end of the day, like the world we live in now, like there's so many opportunities. Like, if you're not happy, change it. It's as simple as that. I need to be happy every day. I wanna love who I'm hanging out with and working with and all that. I wanna like my clients and respect them and consider them friends, not just like a one-off check because that never really does anything, you know, yeah. like you get a check, you pay your bills and then it's gone. Like, then what was the point of that? You know? I agree. Like, I think I struggle now. I used to say like,
0: I want to, like, I want to, like, I don't want to live to work and I want to work to live and like enjoy what I'm doing. That's and true. if I like love what I do, I won't work a day in my life. I, and I partially yeah. true, but also like you have to be willing to put in the work, like owning your own business. percent, still a business. It's hard as hell. And it takes like blood, sweat and tears. And like, you're going to make a lot of mistakes, but you're going to learn from them. And if you can see the beauty in them, that's, that's the part of like loving what you do, but it, you will, completely you will work on, like, you're going to work harder than you ever have in your life. But because you're loving what you're doing, you're seeing the, the beauty in it. Like
1: it's making you happy. Like it's worth it. So yeah, it's fulfilling. It's fulfilling. Definitely. And that's important. Yeah. Yeah. I know it sounds like we're on the same page. I love
0: it. <laughs> I can't wait to be back in Miami. Like, well, i be home for a winter break, so hopefully we'll be able to hang out then. If you're not traveling, absolutely. Um, no, I'll be home. <laughs> I'm home. I'll be I'll be going to like Breckenridge like one week in January, but um,
1: amazing. But I'll be home I for love Christmas
0: and New Year's and stuff. But um, yeah, I can't wait to officially meet you in person. And then soon to for I'm sure for good. Go to events and stuff with you, and just meet you in person like hang out because I and like it's like we were talking before like about our ages off air like like looking up to girls like you that you're a few years older than me like mentors and friends and like it's all about making the connections in the network and like everything we just been talking about for the last hour like I think it's so special and I can't wait to like yeah build out those relationships and like help each other out in the future and just like support each other as we go because at the end of the day like you want to have a good group
1: always supporting you
0: so I think that's so special
1: I do too oh I'm so happy well thank you so much for having me on that was really 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 nice of you I appreciate it thank you so much um share your
0: handles where can everyone find you really fast before we go
1: my handle is at Emily Sobel E-M-I-L-I-E-S-O-B-E-L across all platforms I think yeah yeah across all the platforms that I want you to find me
0: (laughs) thank you so much for joining me I love Emily so much and I'm so happy that we got to have this conversation and I got to share it with you guys sorry that the audio was not great she was in a car ride down to Key West because she's a trooper and she really wanted to make this happen and this is the time that we scheduled and it like she said it was a last minute trip And, you know, she's not going to say no. And I love that energy so much. And it just says so much about her and her character that she, you know, stands up for what she believes and she sticks to what she says she's going to do. But she's not afraid to be spontaneous and have a little fun. And that's a lesson that I want to take in take with me moving forward in my life and everything that I do and I just hope that you really enjoyed this episode Um, so everyone go follow her at Emily Sobel I'll link it in the show notes if you like this episode please leave a rating and review please subscribe to the show share it with a friend screenshot and tag us as you listen it's the best way to grow the show and I'm off to go study for finals but Thank you guys so much for listening, and I'll talk to you guys next week.